We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to get to the next category, Mr. Yep. Roberts. And this is a group, as you mentioned, of got, of units that we can't – in we if we're being objective, right, if we're trying to have honest football conversation, not like we're fans and we want to convince ourselves that this is good, these are positions that have a lot of potential, but it's too much of an unknown and unproven commodity at those positions to right. be able to justify putting them in that first category. And there's two. And they are two of the biggest wild cards on this team. And in my opinion, if all three of the ones above play to their potential, this is still not a championship team unless these two groups also go from the category they're in now, which is a lot of potential, but still a question, you know, but but they have to prove it, basically. This is the prove it list, right, of teams that we, uh, units we think could be really good, but they've got to prove it. And if we're being objective, we can't include them in the top group till they prove it and it's wide receiver and defensive line. The two biggest wild cards, because these could be really impressive strengths of this team, and they could end up being disappointing. And and all the ranges in between. And where they go there, in my opinion, did like the rapture just happen at your house, Ryan? Because it just got like really bright. Like there's like an angelic presence I, I, I wasn't even looking on this screen too, which makes it even worse. Because usually I try to help that, you know, when it actually happens. But I wasn't even looking on this screen and then that happened, of course. I hate this, I hate this like room so Some much. angel just lit up in your room and I'm like, oh no, that's not happening in my place. I'm not being it's, taken. Oh, no. If I turn off every light in here, it's too dark. If I turn on yeah. one simple light, then I have this weird lights and it's just, I don't know, man, this, this room is awful we'll, we'll get her figured out we'll get her yeah. figured out yeah. um so <laughs> ryan to the conversation i want to start out receiver yeah i mean this is a no-brainer when you and i are having this conversation this is the group that you and i said on offense was had to be in the, we actually started the second category for this unit and the defensive yep. line i mean it's like we just didn't know where to put them so we're like and you had mentioned like let's three categories and for this group and receivers the one there where it's you can't objectively look at it and say it's a strength of the team right now because yeah. it hasn't proven to be so. All sure. we're asking Sam Hartman to do is just be you, right? All we're asking the offensive line is just be you. Hey, Audrey, just be you. Be what we already know you to be. 
just do that. Yeah, that can't. It's not true on the defensive line of receiver. When you look at receiver Ryan, it is it is still an, a tremendous unknown. I'm excited about the potential of it, yep. but as we always say, potential doesn't win you football games. Production does, and right now this unit has to prove that it can produce. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's such a major wild card, man, because, I mean, we've had this conversation already like 17 times probably this offseason of like, who's the wide receiver that breaks out and is the guy in 2023, right? Like it could be Jaden Thomas. It could be Tobias Merriweather. It could be Deion Colsey. You know, maybe one of the freshmen or substantial difference makers at some point during the season. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of options. But when there's a lot of options, usually, Brian, usually that means that there isn't proven production, right? It's talents. Unless you're talking about like Alabama 2019 with like Jerry Judy and Devonta right. Smith and Jalen. Ohio Locke. State's like, yes. had some units like yes. that, right? Yes. Where they, they go three, four deep, right? I mean, it's it's like last year's Ohio State team is a good example. It's like Julian Fleming is the clear wide receiver three on this team, and he was a five-star recruit, right? Like th- those types of situations are great to be in. For Notre Dame, this is some of the more talented wide receiver groups that we have seen in, in several years for Notre Dame. But it's not proven production, right? Like, there is a lot of question marks. Your leading receiver coming back had 300-something yards in Jaden Thomas last year. So you don't 100% know what to expect, which means that there's volatility to this group. But the other side of 
not developing is that this team, this wide receiver unit could be really good, man, because there are, I mean, one side of the field, I'm looking at a 6'4", 205-pound Tobias Merriweather, who's incredibly talented. On the other side, I'm looking at a 6'5", 215-pound Deion Colsey, who's incredibly talented, former top 100 recruits, right, in, in that range by by s- several outlets. And then you look at Chris Tyree, dynamic ability potentially in the slot. Jane Thomas was your best receiver at the end of the season last year. Then you talk about what you saw from Jaden Greathouse in the spring, what you saw from Rico Flores, what you saw from Braylon James. There are so many options here. It's volatile because it hasn't turned into proven production yet, but you feel great about this because you're in a situation where not only is there a lot of talent, the most depth you've probably had from a talent perspective in a while, you also have a wide receiver coach who is clearly at least an upgrade over the last wide receiver coach. You know how great he is is still going to be determined because he hasn't been coaching very long, but I'm very optimistic for what coach Stuckey, Chancey Stuckey can accomplish here because he has a lot of talent to work with and he's done a very good job in a limited time, obviously of being a position coach on the college level. It's what it has that's unique, Ryan, is it has a chance to have a very diverse skill set at wide receiver. You have an opportunity to have a big, tall, physical boundary player like a Deion Colsey, if he can step up. You have a chance to have a a long, uh, rangy, you know, field, stretch the field type of guy at X and Tobias Merriweather. You have a chance to have a really physical work the zones, be great on third down, be a tough matchup on on those type of areas and, and different things like that, and in the slot. And then you have a guy like a Chris Tyree that brings a a dynamic home run ability. How is he going to be used? That remains to be seen, and that's part of this conversation. We don't know how he's going to be used. You see a freshman class that brings some juice on the outside, some dependability on the inside, some route running precision on the outside. There's all these different skill sets, and it has the makings of something special, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, the reason that we have to have it in this category, and if you're going to put it in any category, if we got rid of this one, you'd have to put it in the third category of, you know, question mark and has a lot, you know, a lot to prove that, that, you know, a lot of work is needed because, again, you don't win championships with potential. Yep. Clemson didn't win a championship because they had a lot of potential at receiver and a lot of potential in the D-line, a lot of potential quarterback, a lot of potential running back. No, they won because those units produced. Yes. The talent equaled production, not the potential equaled whatever. T. T Higgins was a dude and Justin Ross was a dude and that's why he was a dude. And then you had, you know, you had, and then you had the great complimentary players like Hunter Renfro, guys like that, you know. Uh, Artavius Scott, the 2016 team had Mike Williams, who's a stud. Hunter Renfro was yep. part of that team as well. But then you had like Artavis Scott, who was a really, you know, just a a, a chain mover, a you know, average like nine, 10 yards a catch, but caught a ton of balls. You had Deion Kane. One of the big plays that Clemson had in that game that kind of got their offense finally going, because weren't they trailing Bama like 14 nothing early in that 2016 game? Yep. Well, who's the guy that sparked the offense of their first touchdown? I believe it was Deion Kane with a catch and run. If yep. I remember correctly, caught a pass, like made a, you know, it wasn't Mike Williams. It wasn't Wayne Gallman. It wasn't Deshaun Watson running around doing something crazy. It was Deion Kane, yep. who was like their third or fourth receiver on that team. You know, talented kid, but, you know, stepped up and made a play. You look at Georgia this year, Ryan. When you think of all the guys that, that, that could make plays for them this year and like who are some of the guys that, that 
you know, made the plays when it mattered most. It was like their third receiver. It was like it wasn't Brock Bowers. It was just Lad McConkey. Yeah, it was well, yeah. it was Lad McConkey or the the, the uh, Mitchell kid, right? Who Ad- stepped up Ad- big in Ad- the postseason? Adonai season. Mitchell, right. or whatever Adonai, his name is. yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it, it was those kind of things. You look at the the game in 2016. It wasn't Mike Williams that made the game winning catch for the touchdown against Bam. It was Hunter Renfro. Yeah. So you you can't just have a dude. You need multiple dudes. And and you need to be able to spread the ball around. You need to be able to say, hey, we we don't just have one guy that can make plays for us. We have a lot of guys can make plays for us. You, you need your Hunter Renfro. I mean, he was he was at Clemson since 1987. So like, you always yeah. need that guy, man. I mean, he was there for like 30 years. Yeah. So you know, I mean, Ryan guy. Mitchell had two touchdowns in the postseason. Four catches for 65 yards and two touchdowns in the postseason. Yeah. You know how many? You know, you know what his production was in the regular season. No, I get five catches for 69 yards, got four passes for 65 yards and a touchdown against Oregon, uh, had one catch for four yards against Sanford, got hurt and didn't come back till late in the year. Yep. You know, I mean, guy hadn't been counted on all year because he was hurt and he comes back and, and steps up and makes plays. That's where you need to be. Right. And that's where this group has a chance to be, but they've got to prove it, Ryan. If this team yep. is going to be what it is or what it's capable of, this unit has to, take from where they are and step it up. That means Deion Kane, Deion Kane, Deion, Deion Colsey <laughs> needs to come out this offseason and sort of have a, a look in the mirror moment and ask yeah. himself, Deion, and I'll say it to him, right? If if he doesn't listen to our show, but this is what I'd say to him. Like, Deion, you have a chance to be great. Not just yes. good. You have a chance to be great. You have tools that not a lot of people have. The question is, how bad do you want it? Where do you have that dog inside of you? Do you have that, 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 that just dig down deep and just, I'm better than you. And I know I'm better than you. And I'm going to work every day to show all these doubt. There's a lot of people doubting Deion Colsey yep. and t- take that fuel. I don't care what you use as fuel, but get it going. Right. Because if Dion digs deep and, br- and that comes out of him that I'm going to do every, every single day this summer, I'm going to do something to make myself great. I'm going to study tape of great receivers. I'm going to go out there and work on my footwork. I'm going to catch a million balls. If I don't catch a thousand passes today, I'm not doing this right. And a thousand passes. I mean, this is what I told my players, you know, Hey, I don't have a gym to work out. It was raining all day. I said, that's fine. Lay in your bed at night. Let your lights, let your eyes adjust to the darkness and throw the ball up in the air and catch it. Cause if you can, if you can get locked in on the cross at the edge of the ball in the dark and really focus on it, that's catching balls. That's, that's teaching your mind and your eyes and your hands to work together. It doesn't always have to be that be a thing where you're out on the jugs machine. There's a lot of ways to make yourself a great receiver. You know, do you think Jerry Rice in high school in Mississippi had a jugs machine? Right? <laughs> do you think Mississippi Valley State had yeah, phenomenal had, facilities that he, he could had go work out and at? cinder blocks, man? Right. Yeah, exactly. Blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Get it done. Uh, go out there every day and do something to make yourself better, and and just challenge yourself every single day. Same thing to Tobias Merriweather. Like, look, you've got all the tools in the world. Make sure every single day you leave no stone unturned when it comes to perfecting your craft. Make sure that you're spending that time in the weight room. Let's, you know, because that's what we saw in the spring game, right? Like Dion and Tobias had some good routes. And then there was plays where just like, do they just like, are they taking this play off? Are they, you know, like what's going on there? Right. And hopefully they can kind of look at Jaden Thomas and be like, yeah, I need to work like that guy. Because that guy works. I mean, you just see Jaden when he's not getting the ball, he's working. I mean, he's blocking yes. somebody. He's doing something. 
And, and just, it just comes down to that, man. It just comes down to, do they have that inner fortitude of, of, of every guy wants to be great, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's when I say, do you really, every guy wants to be great in their head until the first hard workout or until the first time, well, yeah, I know I need to go work out, but I'm, I'm in this tournament online of that I'm playing. Uh, I also play video games. Uh, My girl wants to go out today. That's too hot outside. It's too wet outside. It, all the excuses in the world. Though, now, in- nobody, nobody says right. to themselves, "I want to be average at this. I want to be okay at this." Like everybody wants to be great until your point, Brian. Until you have to put that work in, man. Right? Yeah. And that's going to be the question mark: is do they want that? Next one, Ryan, is defensive line. This is another unit that we look at and say, "I can talk my way into believing this is going to be a great defensive line this year." And we could go to guys on the third team who you I could talk my way into in being that. But it's talk right now. It's talk right now. Jason yep. Onye's talk right now, meaning, yeah, we saw some great things in the spring, but we didn't see it against Ohio State yet or NC State yet or USC yet. It's still just talk. It's still just potential. This is another unit. Jordan Patelho, potential. Riley Mills, potential. When we stop talking about potential and start talking about production, then this unit will have arrived. But as of right now, receiver and D-line is still an on-paper strength, in yes. my opinion. And that need, when if that if if big if that changes, that's how this team becomes a, a championship team. Because if you can have a D-line that's disruptive with the cornerback tandem that Notre Dame is going to have, that's how you put a championship caliber defense on the field. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I mean, I think the defensive line this year, it's another one of those positions that's a, it's a volatile one, you know, like last year you were expecting the defensive line to be good. Why Brian? Because you had Isaiah Fosse who ends up being the all-time leading sacker in Notre Dame history, right? Like you have that guy. And then you also have Jason Abalola who was coming off of a, a good season in 2021. Like he was good. But this year I really am, am, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the possibilities because no, there's not as much proven commodities coming back as there was last year, but there's, I feel like there's more guys we're talking about this off season, which is exciting, right? Like you're talking about Jordan Matelho and Joshua Burnham and junior Tui Lamaca and Jason Onye and Howard Cross and Gabriel Rubio and Riley Mills and Javante Jean Baptiste. Like there's a lot of names on that defensive line this year, which is different. And, but again, this is, it's a similar category to wide receiver. You know, it's one of those situations where 
I think that there's an opportunity that Notre Dame could be really good on the defensive line. Could have, I mean, I'll say I'll say it like this. Just from a pure physical gift perspective in an attack style defensive front, I think Notre Dame's got some dudes, man, as far as just straight up athletes. Like Jordan Batelho, whenever he tries to take, you know, shoot for the NFL dreams, I think he's going to test phenomenally because he is incredibly twitchy right? Joshua Burnham is incredibly twitchy. Jason Onye looks like a million bucks on the hoof. Riley Mills is 6'5 and some change 296 pounds with good length. You have a lot of guys that look like NFL defensive linemen. You have a lot of guys in that room. But again, not a ton of proven production. I'm excited about Jordan Patello. He had four and a half sacks last year and very limited opportunities. But you know what happens sometimes when you up people's um, amount of snaps is they get less productive. That, that sometimes happens. Actually, it happens a lot, if we're being honest. So there's a lot of talent, there's a lot of projection, but it's a volatile group because at the end of the day, this could be an excellent group. Or this could be an average group. I mean, I just, there's a lot of, there is a lot of middle ground on this one, Brian, but like, I don't 100% know what to expect from this team, which is why you can't put them in the top group because from the unit, there's right. not proven production. Right. But... It's not the bottom group, certainly, because there's a there's a reality where this defensive line is really, really good in 2023. It's just you need to turn talent into production this offseason. Brian, I think I, I will make this claim here. Notre Dame cannot win a championship, cannot be compete for a championship, might not even be able to make the playoff if these two units aren't strengths of this team. Not just play okay, strengths. I don't think you can go two and one against Ohio State. Clemson and USC, which is the minimum of what you need to do to make the playoff. If these two units don't play well in those games, you, I don't think you can. I, I don't care how good the quarterback, running back, offensive line, and cornerbacks are. That'll get you to nine and three. Those units playing at, at a championship level get you to ten and two. May let's say let's say ten and two. Let's 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 be optimistic today. Let's be good. Let's be good boys today and be nice and friendly and in a positive mood. At best, that gets you 10 and 2, right? If those are the only three strengths that you have. I mean, what they showed last year with just a great offensive line and great corners, you can beat Clemson 35 to 14, right? But Clemson's not the roadblock for Notre Dame anymore. Ohio State is. Alabama is. Georgia is. Th- those are the roadblocks for Notre Dame. And so that's that though you can't beat those teams if receiver and D-line don't become strengths. At the very least, play well in those games. I don't even need the receivers to play great every single week. There's eight teams in the schedule that Notre Dame can beat when the receivers is playing okay for for in, in games. If if the O-line backs and quarterback are, are playing great. But it, yeah. you you're not going to beat Clemson and Ohio State and USC and whoever you get in the playoff with the receivers just playing okay. Your offensive line's not that good. You know what other offensive lines weren't that good? The 2017 offensive line or the 2015 offensive line weren't that good where you're going to be the best teams in college football without your receivers playing well. And do you know how I know that? Because we saw that. We saw that they can't always carry the load in those games. You need other parts of your team to step up and make plays. And and that's going to be the key in these two units. And I will say it's even more important for the defensive line because at least on offense, you have a couple other strengths. You have running backs, quarterbacks, offensive line. That's why I say the receivers don't have to be great all the time. 
the defensive line needs to be a consistent strength for this football team next year. It really does. Agree. And if it's not, then this team won't reach its full potential. It'll be good. It'll be fun to watch because they'll score points, but it won't be a championship caliber team. They'll look more like Oklahoma than they will. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. And I was just going to say it sets the table because I I just had a conversation with Carson Hobbs yesterday, for instance, Brian, we were talking about how nice it is to have guys like Bryce Young in front of you and such, right? Where it's like cornerbacks, defensive backs, they understand the importance of being strong up front. And then linebackers, I mean, they directly understand it, right? Because if a defensive line is getting blown off the ball and and offensive linemen are just able to get up to the second level in the run game, linebackers are going to have a tough day, man. They are. Linebackers are so dependent on – being good up front, what's in front of you, and cornerbacks, safeties. Interceptions that happen usually happen one of two ways. One, usually a defensive back is in zone where their eyes are back to the quarterback and they make a proactive play. Or two, there's pressure on the quarterback and they make a bad decision, right? Like that's where mistakes happen when there's pressure. And pressure comes most often from the defensive line. Last year, too often, there was inconsistencies from a pressure perspective. That's why I think that Al Golden at times last year had to consistently just blitz all day, man, like just throw the kitchen sink out. And it didn't work all the time, obviously, right? And that that hurts two different areas of your football team. If your defensive line is strong, you're going to be strong defensive unit usually, like because it's going to make linebackers better and it's going to force more turnovers because your defense, your defensive backs are going to be able to be more advantageous because quarterbacks are going to be put into bad positions. So I agree, defensive line is paramount, and they are they're the table setters of a the defense. They really are. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.